0: Hey everyone, it's Allison Lee, your host here at CraftCast.com, and on today's show I'll be talking to Ms. Jenna Corray, also known as Ms. Modish, as well as I have lots of other things to share with you, so let's get started. Show number 177.
1: Starting the day again, oh yeah, letting the sun shine in, uh-oh, I'm gonna dig within myself, uh-oh life may be never what you think but i think i'll just go with it and create something new just get yourself right into your chair come on listen you can learn to create something new it starts inside
0: Hey everyone, it's Allison Lee back, back for another week here from the Craftcast Studio. Oh, reporting on all kinds of things fun, crafty, exciting, creative, all that good stuff. Well, it's almost October here. Let's see, when does that start? Three. I think it starts on Monday. Today's Saturday. Uh, here's all I can say about fall I do embrace it, but so far, all I've done is take down the summer wreaths. Did that this morning. I thought it was time. Oh, yes, there was even a nest left in one of the wreaths. I think I talked about this earlier in the summer where um, some birds made a nest right on my front door uh, in the little wreath. There was a lot of pressure opening that door for those five little birds. And uh, it's amazing now to look at that little nest and see uh, how those birds squished in there. I don't know. It's small. Was not deep. Anywho, took it down, getting ready for fall. Uh, but not quite ready yet to look around at pumpkins. Just not quite there yet. <laughs> Maybe by next time we meet, I'll be doing the pumpkin thing. Uh, but what else is going on? I'm doing a, this is fun. I'm doing in my local town here in New York, a display in the library. One of those, I love libraries, I just have to say. I don't know if, and who out there, I'm sure some of you do out there. I grew up loving libraries. That was the first, Google was the library. <laughs> And there's a wonderful, beautiful glass and oak case that you can walk around, uh, 365, uh, circle around it, 365 degrees, and I'm going to be putting in, installing a whole display on making jewelry. So that's going to be fun. That's Monday's project, but I've been gathering everything and making things, and so I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, As well as, uh, we're having lots of fun over at the CraftCast Studio online classes. Uh, This week... Last week, rather, um, uh, (laughs) you know, I'm trying to get better at the polymer clay. So Maggie Maggio did this wonderful necklace called Striped Split Chains. I think I said that right. And um, I'm not ready to attempt that. I will with the recording because you can, you know, once you have the recording, you can pause it and, uh, you know, move forward at your own pace. But I did start conditioning some clay today. So, hmm. Excited? I'm giving something a little try there. I just want you to know. I have my own recordings to follow and watch. They're very good for that, is all I can say. (laughs) So if you want to try something polymer clay, the recording's not for sale yet, but it will be soon. I'm very excited to give those a try. Uh, As well as there's a class coming up this week that's polymer and metal clay. Really cool. Debbie Carlton from England is coming on. So that's all. Very exciting. Uh, So I know I wanted to share with you a movie I saw that I loved. I think I mentioned it last time. uh, Diana Vreeland's documentary, The Eye Has to Travel. Oh, I went into Manhattan for the day and uh, just enjoyed thoroughly every bit of that. I think it's like an hour and 45 minutes down at the Angelica Theater uh, in the uh, village in Manhattan. It's a great movie. Go see it. You know, she was an editor at Bazaar and Vogue. Um, not Vogue. Bazaar. Do I have that right? She was at Bazaar. And then she edited the uh, Metropolitan Museum's costume exhibit. Just really fabulous, interesting, creative woman. So, oh, check that out. And then um, an app to tell all you guys. I know a lot of you take, probably you're doing the Square app, maybe on your smartphone, where you you can take charge cards uh, which is great. So when you're selling at local craft shows or house show, home shows or whatever, you can take charge cards. So PayPal has their own version of that now, uh, which is cool. Uh, but one of the things I also like is you can set it on your smartphone for PayPal to give you an app. So if you're selling things in Etsy or whatever, you get a little uh, it, I have it set up so it sounds like you're getting a text, but it shows whoop, sale. So it's really fun when all of a sudden you put something up for sale and you get all these little sounds going off on your phone. Oops, sale. It's like the old-fashioned cash register sound. <laughs> that's that's what the alert sound should be, come to think of it. hmm. Uh, oh, and okay, so here is a book that any of you out there, knitters, listen up, or people who want to give knitting a try. And it's getting to be that kind of weather where you might want to do it. Knitting in Circles by Nikki Epstein. Nikki has out a lot of great books. They're all fabulous. And this is her new one, Knitting in Circles, which, <laughs> oh, when I think of it, that's sort of my life, everything in circles. Uh, but it is, you know, one of those chunky, good, lots of photos, uh, books, and all kinds of examples. Who knew you could have so much fun doing things in circles and then attaching them together uh, and using them as embellishments on other things. So, uh really inspiring it's like a little bible of circle things you can do cables i'm looking at it right now uh just all kinds of little stitches and here's one with pearls in it i mean really really fun stuff so i recommend that if you want to get back into knitting it's very inspiring knitting in circles by nikki epstein and it's by potter craft so check that out uh I'll put the link up over at the craftcast.com site so you can just click through right to Amazon and find it. And what else did I want to talk to you about? Mm-hmm, I did the books. I did the app. I did the great movie. You got to see that movie. Uh, so I do want to mention this. I'm going to play a piece of music for you next before we go to um, today's interview with Jenna Correa. Very interesting. You know, I love uh, talking to all these women who are... Uh, putting it together for people online, working with business owners, helping them get branded and copy and all that. Uh, But this woman, Grace McLean, I played uh, one of her pieces of music last week. uh, And I just wrote her. I told her how much I loved, bought all of her music and told her I'd be promoting her and and putting the link. So go buy her music. She's so good. She's really talented. So I'm going to play for you a song from her album, Grace McLean and Them Apples, called My Friend's Roommate. And then come on back, and I'll be chit-chatting with Ms. Jenna Coray.
1: There's a boy who lives down the street. I go over to his house, I think it's pretty neat. He makes me dinner when I go over there. Even lets me sit in the comfy chair. We talk about our spiritual journeys. Laughing so while we drink our tea. Yet it's alright. Yeah, feels alright. Sit on the couch, I hear the keys in the door I don't look up right away, but keep my eyes on the floor No reason to get excited, cause I've been here before It's his roommate that I've been waiting for Mm He's got a wit so sharp it'll cut off a limb with one fell swoop and it makes me swoon He's politically aware He watches CNN just as much as the Oh dear, I think I hear him Calling out my name hey, Mon- Oh my, it was just a vibe For me to get out of his way So that he could get by It's not the biggest place But it's enough for my friend to have a room Work late and he goes out dancing, so it's sort of a chance to catch him. But I'd be there every night of the week just to wish him good night as he shuffles off to sleep. If I had a gall, I'd stay there and crawl through his window and tell him what he already knows. That I like him, cause I do. <laughs> I like to think when we watching TV, that he's looking at me and not the screen. I like to think when he's being mean, it's his way of saying to me, hey, you're my queen. Even though he's a douche, I want to give him a smooch. He makes me laugh and that's all I can ask. ha ha ha. It's Elena. <laughs> Even though we made out that one time, he's still not sure if I am a person or a crumb to brush away from his full plate. That'd be his creme brulee. If he'd only asked me to stay, I don't mean I see him too. Just wanna know if he would make me breakfast, yeah. Cook my eggs in the baking grease.
0: Again, I'm so lucky. I get to talk to so many fun people. And today, I'm talking to Jenna Coray, who is the voice behind the blog, Miss Modish. So I'm very excited to see what she's up to. Jenna, thanks so much for coming on and chit-chatting with me today.
2: Thank you for having
0: me. I'm very excited. I know you were nervous. You said, "Now, what are you going to ask me? What on
2: earth are you going to ask me? (laughs) that's right.
0: All the stuff, all that stuff that people really want to know, which is... First of all, one of the things I noticed was in reading your bio and everything that you left the corporate cubicle. Yeah. And so people who are thinking about doing that or whatever, tell people a little bit like what was going on for you and how you made this. It's that final moment where you decide moving on, not looking back. What was that like?
2: Well, I had started my blog from my cubicle just as kind of a side project, fun thing to do because I was, the work I was doing was fun and I loved where I was working, but it wasn't very creatively fulfilling. So I started my blog just as a hobby and then it kind of got, I started advertising on there and it started to build up some sort of income. And then I got to the point where I was making about as much income through the blog as I was at my day job. Okay, so wait, stop there,
0: because people wonder. (laughs) That's huge, you know, and, and, you know, now people can do that with their blog and everything, but you were putting time into your blog, and you obviously had hit a chord with some people to get people following you like that, and what was that chord that you played so well? Originally, it was about, my blog was all about handmade goods,
2: so it was basically kind of a design blog showcasing independent designers and handmade goods and helping support the crafty scene, because I, at the time, was had my own jewelry and was selling that as well, mm-hmm. so it started as, as that, and I think that I, it really was timing, really good timing, because I kind of got in before that was a really hot blog topic kind Mm -hmm. of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, I got in kind of on the base level of that. So it was really good timing. And then I just started building up an audience and then started charging for ads. And it was all very organic and it happened really kind of naturally. It was about over a year. And then after about a year, I was like, well, I'm almost making enough to quit, but not quite making enough to quit. And so I started a shop. I opened up a um, consignment shop selling work of all of these consignment creative artists that I was meeting and selling it via consignment.
0: And was that online as well?
2: Yeah, that was all online. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the tipping point. Once that, once I started that, I was like, well, this, I want to spend all my time doing this. And it was kind of the little catalyst that I needed to be able to have a a little bit more income to quit. Right. And then it got to the point just going to my job, just like sitting in the cubicle and being there was just sucking all of my energy out of me you know so it got to the point where I was kind of resenting my job and dreading my job and I remember I I went home for lunch I lived really close by so I drive home for lunch and I went home one lunch break and was just like I just want to be I just want to stay here and work on what I want to work on and just be like just have my time to myself and do what I want to do with my life and I got so upset and I was driving back to work after lunch break and I just started bawling and crying and my husband who was my boyfriend at the time worked worked there with me and he was the first person I saw when I came back to work and I saw him and I just started crying and I was like I cannot do this anymore I cannot work here anymore and he was like I think you should just just tell them I'm like I'm going to go tell them so I went upstairs and gave my notice and
0: and that was that was back
2: since, yeah. So
0: you created your dream job, you didn't wait around for it to show up. Yeah. I'm much I'm really into kind
2: of creating, making it all happen for yourself instead of waiting for an opportunity to come your way to create the opportunity.
0: All right, now let's put which I love that story and congratulations. <laughs> and now let's put some reality on that because some people think that um, You know, there's there's a rumor out there that when you quit that corporate world and you start the world of online, that you'll work less hours. Was that true for you or not? No. Oh my gosh. No.
2: I. I, It's funny too. I almost. I still think sometimes that I used to get more done on my business when I worked my full-time job because I had like you know. Right like five limited hours of like after work or right before work that I just had to focus 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 on right. my blogging or whatever I was doing so yeah now once I quit it was just became instead of a something I was trying to squeeze in it's like a 24-hour a day job so right you had to change
0: your uh your way of working and your drill it is very different yeah yeah well we know if you want something you know to get done make sure you give it to someone who has a lot on their plate
2: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: if somehow you are, structure your time more efficiently maybe when you have more to do like I felt like this you know freedom when I quit my job and I was like oh this the sky's the limit the day is mine and right. Yeah, it's hard to, it's really hard to manage your own time effectively and be a good boss to yourself. That's a whole new new thing, thing, yeah.
0: But you got to do that. Yeah. And are you a good boss to yourself? I haven't been
2: for many years. I think I'm just now starting to get to be a better boss to myself. It took about five or six years. This past year, I've gone through a lot of like personal just resurgence and figuring out really what what I want in my life and how I want to feel more. And I've started, you know, taking steps in my work life to give myself more breaks and mm-hmm. really make sure I take care of myself. And instead of jumping out of bed and jumping onto the computer, I drink water first. And Yay! Guys, and I try not to get engrossed in email before I'm even out of bed, you know. It, it just starts... I used to start every day feeling so overwhelmed just by nature of like jumping into my work and being so, I'm a workaholic naturally. So to give myself breaks and kind of force myself to take breaks has been really, really helpful. And I'm actually way more efficient the more breaks I...
0: Well, I like to call it a -a lifeaholic because it's, you know, (laughs) it's really just when you love what you do, yeah, you still have to take breaks, Yeah. And, you know, replenish the well. Exactly. So even
2: if you love it, yeah, it's
0: easy still to get burnt out if you're not giving back to yourself. Yeah. And we all know what what is how do you know, like when you're burnt out, what happens? I start tripping over my lips, basically, I can't even form sentences anymore. And I know, I get very cranky. How do you know when you're burnt (laughs) out? I get cranky, I get
2: lazy, I get just Uh like, no, I'm not doing that right now. Like right. I just all I want to do is sit on the couch. Like I have kind of forced laziness or something. Right.
0: No, it's and it's very important to do that and it's hard when you're a, a um lifeaholic. That, yeah, you know you want to keep going, but if you don't because we all know if you do it enough, if you sit down and take that time, you come back with renewed energy.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: I love that you said. It's very important we drink water in the morning. I know what you're talking about. The first thing you want to do is look at that, some mobile device to see what's happening.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to become a little less connected to technology, too, since my whole life is, I mean, my job and everything I do is related to the computer and being on the computer all the time. So the more I can get away from the computer It's really helping me just stepping away from it every once in a while.
0: Now, I have to say, I also laughed, and I thought if you would share, because a lot of um, people I talk to, and and majority of women, are uh, still struggling with how to do things online, how to just technically. And I loved, what was I reading, where you had the Guide to Dreamweaver book in your lap sort of just (laughs) I yeah. mean, I don't know about you, but there were times when I was very glad that I was on a first floor with my commuter, computer equipment because it would have gone out the window I would get. To yeah. Office, and there was nowhere to get any help. <laughs> yeah. But you can Techno- keep technical going. Technical
2: frustrations are the worst frustrations, I think.
0: I think you're right. But you learned, right? Cause yeah. You just, yeah. You just persevered.
2: Yeah. I've really taught myself pretty much all of this it's funny like I feel like finally now what I'm doing with my job kind of incorporates all of these random skills Mm -hmm. that I've learned Mm -hmm. over life you know I finally have figured out how to incorporate a lot of those natural talents and abilities into something that I actually like to do
0: but it took a a
2: while to get there so
0: What's the one that you think the most sort of one you never thought you would use that's come into um, use? Um,
2: I think video is my so when I went to um, high school, I was into video broadcasting, we did like the little school news thing. And then in uh, college, my I got my degree in videography, uh, a minor in videography. And my major was writing and I was obsessed with it I loved video stuff but then I never picked it up again after college it just kind of you know died with me Mm -hmm. died with going back to work and having to pay rent and all that stuff so so now I'm getting back into making videos and filming myself and using the skill that I never even really thought I would ever pick up again and now I see how it could be really useful for my business and so I'm trying to incorporate that more
0: I love that yeah. I love when all those things come back and we actually have them. Didn't yeah, we, didn't we learn that someplace in grade school? Someday you'll use this and we're like, no, I'll never use this list of capitals of states or something. <laughs> <Yeah. You see? laughs> and then one day well, Yeah, and then one That's day, wow. <laughs> I'm using it. Well now tell me, what do you what makes a successful blog? I really think the
2: most successful blogs are just really true to that person's opinions and voice like the more you can get down to your particular original voice and how you see the world and your perspective whether it's through you know whether you're talking personally or you're sharing products that you like or whatever it is the more you can hone in on your your particular perspective on whatever it is the more people are interested and i really think that the more personal you can get the more kind of revealing and the little tidbits of information that people seem to grab onto the most are the personal ones and the bits that they can mm. see some of themselves in what you're in what you're saying or what you're talking about that's really how i've been able to connect the most is just by revealing and I used to be really afraid to get personal my blog for two or three years the when I first started it was completely editorial I didn't have any really it had my voice but it didn't have any like opinion really and it wasn't anything about my personal life so I've made a transition and now the blog is only about my personal life and I have I think It's different. It's a different kind of readership, but it's a more, I don't know, invested readership, Uh more interested, I think. So, yeah, I think just having really a strong voice in whatever you want to, whatever it is you want to convey and really holding true to your personal Authenticness (laughs) Authenticness, yes, <laughs> like, yes. digging into it.
0: Yes, oh, I can see on your blog. It's what you do in your garden and hiking and everything that um, is going on in your life. Then,
2: yeah. So it's a little bit of what's going on in my life. Plus, there's going to be a lot more business tips on there in the future. And there's a lot mixed in there too. But yeah, it's less about um, less about supporting. In, I was supporting independent artists by writing about them and uh-huh. trying to get them pressed and trying to get people to their shop. But uh-huh. now now I'm trying to support that same group of people by helping them with their mindset and helping them with their business and marketing. Right. And so kind of in a more supportive role instead of a... I don't know what role I was
0: before, but... Well, it was advertising before. Now you're more yeah. coaching is what it sounds like. Yeah, now it's I underneath that. It. Yeah. Now, now, do you have blog ch- choices you follow? What's like your favorite?
2: Uh my favorite blogs, I think uh I would say Danielle Laporte's blog. huh uh-huh. She's one of my favorite favorite writers and speakers and I just love her whole ethos, everything she says. Uh Marie Forleo is another one. Oh sure. She's a business coach, and mm-hmm. I love her blog and her videos.
0: She's great at doing her videos. Yeah, she's a good video, video inspiration. She is. <laughs> she's very cute. Uh, and I do. I like both of those very much. And are those your go-to when, like, you're hanging out online? You're like, okay, let me see what they're up to. Yes, I love them. Who's What's another? Hmm. Do you have a, the kind that's not business? Those are both business-generated. Those are both business yeah.
2: I know it's funny that I I don't really have a lot of time to read blogs right I'm more yeah now I'm I'm either writing mine or doing research for work or working with clients so yeah I I don't have a lot of go-to blogs that I read any longer but those two I always check out what they're doing
0: yeah I love that now give people an idea since you are now doing this on your own left the uh that corporate world how much time do you say how many hours a week you don't say workaholic we're doing lifeaholic do you spend <laughs> your lifeaholic mode
2: hmm per week it's, more, I would it's say, yeah go ahead I don't know hmm i would say i'm trying i think i've been cutting it down recently okay. which okay. is good i've been getting more life into the lifeaholic mix lately. good good good, good. <laughs> so but it's still at 50 60 hours right. it's still okay. definitely more than i would invest in a regular right regular job you know
0: right i just like to put a reality check out there yeah. for people so that they really understand and what's your thoughts on social media how do you handle that
2: I love social media. I am a little bit antisocial in my own personal life, I'd say. Not antisocial, but just shy and introverted. And so it's a little bit hard for me to even do the social media thing, but I love it so much when I'm on there. Are you a big Twitter person? I'm big. I think Instagram is probably my favorite. Oh, I always love to know which one is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's my go-to favorite. Now, why? Why did you pick Instagram?
2: I think because I'm a visual, very visual person, and photography is one of my favorite hobbies, and I love to show it on my blog. So that's a way I can kind of incorporate photography and my personal life and all of it into one. And I just really love seeing people's pictures, too. I like communicating kind of visually. I really like that.
0: Yeah, it is. It's great fun to go. I mean, you can spend. It's easy when you're online to spend time doodling the time away.
2: Yeah, very easy, which is another thing with social media. I think tw- Twitter is my second choice. I only just joined Facebook recently, so I'm kind of even getting to know Facebook still. But hmm, how would you avoid that? I just, I really just didn't want to join it. I don't know. I was avoiding it for many, many years. And then we started teaching. Um, I teach a course with a friend of mine. Uh, our business is called the Maven Circle. And we teach a course called the Catalyst Course. And we have a private Facebook group for that. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I have to join Facebook to be part of my own private Facebook
0: group. So there you go. To join, but And in your video course, let's talk about that. I was reading about that on there. What is the goal behind that?
2: Um, Our course, that Catalyst course, it's all about basically how to live your most awesome life. So we talk a lot about self-care and we do a lot about kind of mental, clearing out your mental space, whether it's getting over fear or self-doubt Um, all the things that kind of hinder us in our lives and hinder what we want to do in our lives.
0: Do you think the fear is the biggest thing that comes up? I'm speaking mostly for women, let's just say, Um, or maybe you work also a lot with men, but is fear, do you think the number one thing and what are people afraid of?
2: Fear is, yeah, I think fear is the underlying thing for almost everybody. There's, I've seen fear of failure is always a big one, of course, just fear of what if I start the business and it doesn't work? Oh, I'm going to get laughed at or you know, fear of failing and then there's fear of success. What if I start the business and it gets really big and it's really huge and I don't know what to do and I don't know how to handle it? So that's nice. another one, fear of success and self-doubt is related to fear. And I think fear underlies so much of our own abilities to do what we're really capable of. We don't really believe that we're as capable as we are, I don't think. Oftentimes. Oh, I agree. So it's kind of changing our own perspective and talking to ourselves in a different way, changing the actual thoughts that we're telling ourselves so that they're more conducive to helping us in our life instead of holding us back in our life.
0: Yeah, fear is definitely one of the tricky ones to work with. I always say to people, just put fear in the backseat of the car and just keep driving. It can come yeah. along because it's going yeah. to it just doesn't drive the car
2: (laughs) yeah yeah we talk about it in our course we have a little like writing a letter to fear like they're your um roommate it like fear is your roommate and you write a letter to it to kick you don't want it living in your house like it could live next door it's gonna be there it might come knock over knock on the door and need some sugar every once in a while you don't want it like living in
0: there with you yeah I, i know it does it gets in the way it's not It's, it definitely is one of those ones, but you, what was the other quote I saw on there? Let's see. Um, I like, because challenging yourself is how you become the most true version of yourself, which I think is true.
2: Yes, I think so. It's funny. I recently have been using in our course, the more we talk about it in our course and on the blog, I've been noticing that the things that I'm most afraid of, like I am afraid of public speaking I'm afraid of being on video I'm afraid of like the things that I'm most afraid of are the things that I want most in my life Mm -hmm. and I think that that's common for a lot of us I think that the things that really deep down scare us are because we really want them so if we can get over that fear or even use the fear as kind of a guide pointing us to like where we need to go in our lives like that I think the things that I'm scared of now I'm realizing that's exactly the direction I need to go in interesting to, able to get where, where I want to go in life
0: well I'll tell you one if you tell me one I've had you know I wanted to do the same I did public speaking and my first keynote speech was so bad I think my son thought he was going to have to just um put me in a home for a while it was so <laughs> I tried so it was so bad but I didn't I'm so glad I did it, you know, in retrospect, it's the only way, it's the only way, and then keep going, the next one was brilliant, and the next one got better, and, but, you know, it is, I always applaud anyone who's willing to stand up and do, you know, the thing that they're like, oh. Exactly, I know. And then get up and do it a second time, even gets a bigger round of applause. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I my
2: friend um Jen was putting together the um in, here in Portland she ran the Hello Etsy conference. Oh sure. And um was the keynote speaker for that and she asked me to do a breathing exercise for everybody and I was like breathing exercise for 250 people like are you kidding me? I was so f- freaked out and then I just didn't think that people would a want to listen to me would be like be receptive to right. doing that. And then so I just, I psyched myself up, I told her I would do it. And we're sitting at Hello Etsy. And I was about to go on and I did a little breathing exercise myself first. And then as soon I was so nervous. And then as soon as I went on, it's like the as soon as I went on and opened my mouth, the nerves fell away and just kind of And you loved it. It just, yeah, it just took over and the the audience was into it and right. everybody, it was funny. I heard, There was this moment where I was like, okay, everybody sit up straight in your chairs. And I heard like all these chairs like, and everybody like shifted. And I just saw the whole audience like sit up and move. And I was like, wow, this is cool. yeah, cool.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's just doing it. Just, yeah, doing those things that scare you is the only way that you can realize they're not, quite as horrible as you had made it out in your mind. Usually. Or
0: they are and you try it again and eventually, yeah, you sorry. know, it's the only way out. I say, Jenna, it's the only way out to face our fears that ring of fire and go through to the other side. Exactly. That's exactly. what we have to do. <laughs> well, I knew it would be fun chit chatting with you. And it was a pleasure. And I love your Mojo Sessions idea there. We can, um, if you want to work with Jenna, you can go over to her website, MissModish.com. You can find the link over at CraftCast.com. So you can click through and find someone wonderful to work with. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that little chit-chat I had with Ms. Jenna Coray. Uh, You can get the links to her site over at the CraftCast.com site. So come on over, take a look, and you can click right through and get all the information she talked about. And then for all of you who have the CraftCast app, make sure you listen to the bonus material from Jenna, where uh, she gives her best tip for finding your ideal client. For your services, so do not miss that. Uh, If you don't have the app, you can go over to iTunes or Amazon. It's $2.99 for iPhone and Droids, so you can always get all the bonus information. So make sure you check that out as well. And so here we are at the ET section of the show, the entertaining thoughts section, where I share with you what's going on in my life with hopes of inspiring all of you out there, certainly to get you thinking. Uh, I did a really wonderful workshop this past week for two days and I just wanted to share with you a bit of what I got out of it. Uh, it's actually called mission control. And if you look in the, uh, archives, you can see I had interviewed, um, Doug Fisher a way back on Craftcast on the podcast. You might want to listen to that. Uh, and it's called mission control how to lead an extraordinary life. Well, that would draw me in just saying, but I just want to share with you one of the things I learned, which, uh, You know, the problem that comes up often when I talk to people as uh, as artists, especially, is not enough time in the day to do it all. Certainly not enough time to get into the studio. And one of the things I learned this week was um, really looking at what really matters to you the most and why. You know, we tend to schedule or I tend to schedule my day or did uh, putting in things that I had to do without really looking at uh, the importance of uh, and what benefit it gave me. And that just, you know, you still have to pull in all the things like pay my bills because I don't want to have cable turned off the end of the night when I want to watch TV. And that makes me very happy. So, you know, there are things that have a payoff that we still need to do that might not sound like fun, but the payoff is definitely worth it especially when there's a new season starting of certain shows. (laughs) So it just gave me a new way to look at my day and a way to eliminate things or move them to another time that just weren't as important. Uh, And here's the trick I found about all of that is once you do that, it's not so overwhelmingly in your brain, you know, you've, you've wrestled it out in front of you and not kept it up in your head. So it just tends to um, free up a lot more time because truthfully, those things then don't take as long maybe as you thought they would. You know, there's a lot of time spent in the brain worrying about trying to figure it all out and all that type of thing. And I find that it's just really beneficial to free free up time to do more things that you want to do. When you take a look at your schedule in that way, what's really important to me, why, prioritize and then get to work and you know it's just giving a system a system you know is so important to how things work uh systems are so important for how businesses work etc cetera, etc cetera. so I'm just throwing it out there to all you guys is to really uh take a look at uh, that overwhelming to-do list put down just what's important for you that day and know why and um I bet the day will go faster and you're going to have time left over all of a sudden you were like saying "Hmm." I have two hours free. I'm going in the studio. I know it works. I promise you. Let me know. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> all right. So that's it this week here from the CraftCast studio. Oh, where we love everything sort of crafty and creative. And if you want to uh, contact me, you can leave me a message at Allison at craftcast.com. Or you can call the phone line, which is 877-819-1859. I love hearing from all of you. Uh, I love seeing you in the classes each week. Make sure you come over to CraftCast.com and check out all the good stuff we have to offer. And you know what I have to say. Until we meet next time, get your butt in the chair and keep crafting.
1: Just get yourself right into your chair. Come on, listen, you can learn to create something new. It starts inside you.